0: Bye. Welcome to Restoring the Path podcast and I'm your host Serena. The heart of this podcast is to bring the hope of restoration in all areas of your life, particularly in relationships. At the same time, we dive deep on various topics, demystifying secularism and New Age spirituality, all while unraveling the lies we've been told and tell ourselves. It's time to break free from counterfeits and destructive cycles. There is true peace and freedom available to us, yet it can only be found in one thing.
1: Well, Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Restoring the Path podcast. I am Karen, the mama. I'm
0: Serena, the daughter.
1: And our passion for Jesus naturally comes with our willingness to be his hands and feet. And he wants restoration for all families, not just some, but all. And all restoration is possible what does that look like to me? What does that look like to you? Well, to me, a few examples are loving God and loving others as yourself, having and keeping boundaries, respecting others, not giving up or walking away, not criticizing, name calling or mocking, not keeping records of wrongs, forgiveness, and patience are just a few. So today's topic, I picked boundaries. Boundaries are very, very important. When you set a personal boundary, it's like you're saying, this is what I'm okay with. And this is what I'm not okay with. If boundaries protect our space, our personal space, our physical health and our mental health, and it protects our safety and our sense of security. And these are foundations. These are things that God gave us. And God expects us to have boundaries. So what are boundaries to me? It's a limit that I set for myself. It's like a rule for myself. It's like a discipline. And they talk a lot about in the Bible, in Proverbs about disciplines. And I can think of an example of a boundary. And let's say, okay, so I'm recovering from, as you know, from substance abuse and also from mental health issues that I was self-medicating with in the past. In the beginning, when a person first stops the self-medication of the substances or alcohol, it can be, extremely difficult the first year because we get triggers and we get temptations and we act on them very impulsively. It's the E over the I. We, we act on emotions rather than intelli- intellect. So if a person let's say in their household is during their first year or two of giving up a substance or alcohol and let's say that that person has an adult child living in their home, that mother or father, and that adult child decides to bring in some friends once a week and just goes in the living room and has a glass, has a bottle of wine or a case of beer. And they just all drink and have a good time once a week in their ha- in the house. And the mother is uncomfortable with that. Physically, she's getting triggered. She's starting to think, why can't I have some of that Maybe mentally, she's starting to feel depressed, because she can't join in. So it's important to set a boundary at that point, because now her safety and her mental health and physical health even is at stake. Because for a person that has given up substances and alcohol, because it was a problem in their life, usually can mean life or death for them in the future. So the mother needs to have a conversation to set a boundary with that adult child. And so, of course, not during the event. That wouldn't be a good time to do it. But later, when the kids, when the other friends are gone and she's sitting alone with the adult child, she can just say to me, hey, can we have a talk? I need you to know something. I, you know that I'm, I've just given up alcohol. And I don't know if you realize this, but I need you to know that I'm still getting triggered and temptations and especially when I see it. So I'm avoiding going out to places where I see it. And when it's brought into the home, often I'm getting triggered and I'm getting temptations and it's not something that is acceptable to me. Do you think you could Go somewhere else with your friends or maybe go down in the basement if there's a basement or other alternatives. Do you think you could do that? Because that's something that really is upsetting to me and I just can't accept that. So that would be one boundary. I remember when I was first taught about boundaries, which were physical boundaries, like if you shut the door in your house and you're in the room, that means don't disturb me, Uh, knock before you enter. That's a boundary. A fence around a property is a boundary where you're not to go over that fence. You're to go to the front door, right? And there's so many other boundaries. So that's one I can think of. Serena, are you getting any thoughts while I'm talking?
0: Yes. Definitely. Great topic, Mom. I'm really happy that you selected boundaries today to talk about because boundaries are really key to set up any healthy healthy relationship. And as you were talking, I started to kind of think about healthy or that boundaries is a facet of establishing healthy communication and healthy relationships. And I can't help but think back in my past when I struggled with having healthy relationships for a long time, which really stemmed from my childhood and the lack of boundaries that I had in childhood just kind of catapulted me into adulthood. I I had no understanding of how to create a boundary at all. And when I would create a boundary when I was in a lot of my unhealthy relationships, the boundary didn't exist at all. There was no foundation for it. And the second I would set up any kind of boundary by saying, all right, don't cross me here. You can't talk to me like that, or I'm not going to put up with this and blah, blah, blah. I would immediately not uphold the boundary because I, one, I don't think I ever set up a consequence of it. I didn't know how to enforce the boundary. I would set the boundary, but my areas of enforcing and stating it in a healthy way just weren't present. And I think that those are three key areas of how to establish or how to just do boundaries in general which would be to set enforce and how to state them and so there was a time in my life for so many years that I lacked this ability to even articulate my boundaries. I couldn't even I didn't even know what they were because I had no idea where my problems were and so a story that I wanted to share From our last podcast mom when we were talking about mental health this is something that I wanted to share when we did a part two but boundaries are kind of a little facet underneath mental health anyway so I'll share the story now being that when I had left and again this is kind of part of our testimony but I haven't recorded part two with you so this would this will also come up again So a little story about when I left Philadelphia when I was living there in like 2016, something like that. It was early 2017 and I actually ended up, because my life was so unraveled and really in one of my darkest places I had ever been, and I ended up being offered, I think I was kind of intervention too, by my friends contacting you with how worried they were about me and all of the, the behaviors, all of the self-destructive behaviors that I was doing in Philadelphia at that time. So you mom actually got involved and found a mental health center. It was actually just a, a rehab center in California for me to go to. And I went in like the course of just two weeks. I really didn't think about it much. I just knew it was something I had the call to do it. And it was definitely the Lord putting it on my heart to just surrender and, and do it, even though I didn't want to go. But deep down, I knew it was what was best for me at the time. And so I went and I ended up being a part of their mental health side of the rehab. And it was a intensive intake rehab, rehabilitation center for their mental health department. My insurance didn't qualify for the drug side of that. So I, and I didn't have any physiological, uh, what was it, like dependencies, I guess, on any drugs. So even though I had been doing certain ones and self medicating my problems, I was not physically dependent on anything. And more, my issues were more on the mental health side. So I ended up spending 72 days in this mental health rehab. And I just stayed out in California after that. So that's kind of a little bit of the story. However, but the point of me bringing this up is that when I was in this rehab for 72 days, I was in a lot of classes where we talked a lot about boundaries and setting boundaries there. And I wasn't really capable of understanding what boundaries were because I had been so beaten down just at that point of my life from the uh, just the state of where I brought my life at that time and the relationships that I had been in and just, yeah, lots, lots of stuff. We'll get into it another episode, but I had learned so much about boundaries in that rehab for how to set them and enforce them and state them. And I remember just the thing that stuck with me the most was to really enforce them and to know how to, um, have confidence when you are using that authority and stating them. And that when somebody crosses your boundary, you have to speak up and say something and you have to enforce that consequence. Because if you do not enforce the consequence, then a person is going to think that they can just keep crossing your boundaries and they don't have any meaning and they will do that. And I knew that that was what people would do because I had lived my life for so many years, people just ignoring what I was saying and not, and not uh, obeying my, my boundaries and i would just get so worked up and so upset but i clearly had a part in that because i wasn't actively enforcing them and enforcing that consequence so that always stuck with me that that is just a crucial part of boundaries and the hardest part about that is because a person who's not used to you setting your boundaries and rather enforcing them is going to retaliate. They will naturally get aggressive with you. And again, this is just depends on the dynamic of the relationship. But if a person is pretty combative with you already and this is already an unhealthy relationship, and you start setting and enforcing boundaries and actually following through with those consequences, a person, at least from my experience, has always retaliated on me and gets really angry and that's when it becomes really hard because you're in a really uncomfortable situation and when you're when you're somebody who doesn't do well with conflict, you naturally avoid it, which is kind of why I never set boundaries in the first place because having those conversations is naturally uncomfortable as well. So I used to tend to even avoid it. But back to enforcing them, is when that person that you're finally sticking up for your boundary and for yourself, of course, and the and the health of that relationship and the health of yourself as well, it, it can be really difficult because a person is not going to like you enforcing those boundaries. And it's so critical and crucial to not give in to that person and to hold steadfast to those consequences because that is how somebody will learn. And again, but this is pre-salvation for myself. Like everything I'm just explaining to you was before I got saved. And now that there's Christ in my life and he's the ruler of my entire life, I now have so much more understanding around this topic And we can get into that, mom, as we continue in our conversation. So I'll let you jump in and and then we'll keep sharing more.
1: Thanks, Serena. That was really good. It made me think about the lack to lack boundaries. You were talking a lot about lacking boundaries and that a boundary does make it clear that we are responsible for our own actions, thoughts, feelings, and not for what other people's thoughts and feelings and what they do we are not responsible for that. So if you if a person doesn't have boundaries or isn't able to express them or even acknowledge them, then they are prone to accept responsibilities that aren't theirs to to accept. Because they don't know their responsibilities. And they don't know other people's responsibilities they don't know where the boundaries are there they don't know where theirs end and other people's begins and this is all from family of origin starting with okay are we taught boundaries do we do we get taught by our families our parents do we get taught at a church growing up do we get taught in a therapy session Uh, Are we able to have boundaries at home growing up? And if we are not, then most likely we are going to struggle. But this is where Jesus comes into play when he is in the center of our life. He is the one that wants to restore and change what was broken or lacking. He wants to give us abundance. And so, when we learn about boundaries, when we are working with Jesus to restore families, restore relationships, uh, we then have something new to do. And it's um, uncomfortable when it's new. Everything is. But new is good. New is all around us. New is every single morning. His, his mercies are new every single morning. So we can say, oh, you know, today I'm going to try harder to work on a boundary. And a boundary can be something like, um, you know, I I look at cell phones today, you know, I didn't grow up with cell phones. And we didn't know who was calling. We didn't even have caller ID when when I grew up, but we did have telephones (laughs) with cords. And so okay, you pick up the phone. Even, and this is why I'm reflecting to cell phones today because we know who's calling and we can say, I'm not going to pick up that person's call. I'm going to let it go to voicemail or whatever. Back in the old days, you picked it up. So, okay, what I'm trying to get to is you answer the phone because you don't want to ignore somebody that, that's your family or somebody you care about. So you pick up the phone and you say, listen, Hi. Can I call you back because I'm in the middle of the grocery store. I'm getting ready to check out or I've got a lot of things in my hands and it's just not a good time or just it's just not a good time, period. Can I call you back? And that's a boundary. I care about you enough to answer, but I can't talk right now. Now, let's say the other person says, sure, no problem. Call me whenever it's convenient for you. Great they understood my boundary but then again they could just keep talking and just keep talking right over you literally right over what you just said and clearly they didn't understand so then you can say it again this is not a good time can i please call you back and i just want to ask you one question they say i just just one question please just one question real quick and you're like it's really not a good time And so obviously right there, that person either doesn't understand boundaries or is used to violating boundaries their whole entire life. And and they don't even know what a boundary is. That's when it gets difficult to have relationships. And that's when it becomes easier to avoid the person, not say anything to the person, because when you do, maybe they get angry, or maybe they ignore you. And so there's, like you said, retaliation. And so Okay, I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to wait till the morning because the morning, His mercies are new every morning. Our brains are new every morning, and every day brings something new. So maybe tomorrow will be a better day. So I was thinking about that. That's a really good example of a boundary, too. But God really wants to restore relationships. And I truly believe that boundaries are probably one of the top five things that are imperative in order to have restoration. And, you know, we must work. You know, we must work hard. This is not just God does it. This is all about we do it, and God gives us the strength to work. And then he performs the miracle at the end. And what is the end result? Restoration. Respect listening to other people's boundaries. And it doesn't, again, I'll say this over and over again, it doesn't happen overnight, but it does happen.
0: Beautifully said, Mom. That was funny, the The phone example. And I'd like to add add something to that too, is that there is also an element of yourself. Of course, I know you kind of gave that, you don't want to ignore the person by not picking up, but you can also release that urge to even want to pick up the phone. Because a lot of times internally, we might have this, oh gosh, I have to answer this person. This could be someone that I really, you know, I want to let them know that I'm here for them. But it's okay if you're in the in the middle of checking out with something or if it's not a phone call you're expecting, you really don't need to answer it. And the key there is addressing what is your reaction when you get that phone call? Do you feel obligated to do it? Are you answering out of guilt? These are all questions and that is kind of part of why people don't end up or it rather okay it's a you it's a good place to do an evaluation do you have an overdeveloped sense of obligation to certain people which I think is a caveat for this phone analogy that you were sharing mom is like were you actually answering because do you have an overdeveloped sense of obligation to answer to that person so what behavior is driven by guilt and obligation. So those are questions that you can ask yourself.
1: I'd like to chime in right now and say that, yeah, I can see that. I, th- I see that there is that obligation. And I also didn't mention that these days with the technology and the sophistication of phones, if that person really needs you and it's an emergency, they can text you. And say, I really need to talk to you. Can you please, are you available?
0: That's yes. such the test, mom. Because honestly, nowadays, if it's really important, someone will either leave you a voicemail or, or a text. So, And that's the statement with pretty much anything, right?
1: Yes. And I was going to chat a little bit about control, too, because control is something that we think we can, we have, which we don't, but when we think we have it, we think we can use it to gain people's, to change people's behavior or change their boundary or have them listen to our boundary because we're going to control them with something, whether it's an item or A action or a favor or something and then you get into like manipulation which can be another topic because that does not go well with um, healthy relationships at all when you manipulate or control
0: oh but the control factor is definitely important to add here mom why don't
1: you speak about that
0: okay so the need to control Any type of situation, I think, is a part of the conversation with this because it is an element of trying to create an unhealthy boundary, right? What do you think, mom? Like you were kind of going off. I didn't want to interrupt you. I still wanted you to share what you were going to share, but I wanted to establish a little bit about the need to control comes from wanting to feel comfortable and wanting to know this the outcome of a situation that's that is at least why i control what how i used to want to control is because i wanted to be comfortable in a situation and that's where the manipulation tactics come from and the reason like some reasons why we struggle the people who do struggle with Controlling tendencies tend to struggle with boundary setting is because it's an uncomfortable situation that they're about to get into. It's an uncomfortable topic to bring up because that person that you're going to communicate it with isn't used to having that type of dialogue with you. And you're also not used to making that type of healthy communication. The person that tends to struggle with controlling tendencies tends to go for the manipulation tactics rather than the healthy boundary settings and i think an element of that is is because they want to control their environment yeah. and the conversation so they know that they're going to feel more comfortable by going the manipulation control tactic rather than okay i'm going to actually set forth this healthy boundary and have this difficult conversation and And know that the outcome isn't going to be what I'm expecting. It's also not having any idea and the fear of that unknown, that fear of rejection, because setting that boundary is ultimately going to cause that person to, it's going to be a little bit of a wild card situation. And most likely they will reject you at first, but it's not going to be all the time. It's just they're going to be initially rejecting the way that you're trying to establish a new healthy way of communicating or setting that boundary and et cetera.
1: I think that again, going back to childhood, our foundation, uh, people in a, in a toxic or unhealthy or difficult family of origin, childhood are not accepted for who they are, that they are trying, the parents are trying to change them or they don't accept them. And so there's a lot of rejection and there's a lot of control and there's a lot of um, not acceptance. And if there's childhood trauma of any type of abandonment, you've got that element of fear of abandonment. So it makes it a 100 times harder to to reinforce a boundary that someone that you have to keep yourself safe, secure because of that fear of abandonment. Mm-hmm. So these this is why it takes time and this is why it's practice and making mistakes and learning from your mistakes. So it's a process again, it's a process. And um Boundaries are not to be used to tell what other people can and cannot do. Boundaries are simply for ourselves to keep ourselves safe for what, you know, the spirit, God's Holy Spirit speaks to us and says, "This is what this is what you must do for yourself to keep yourself safe and secure." And so, It's a new thing and just like everything else like if you want to go on a weight loss um, or a health journey or you want to go on a another type of journey with your finances or something completely radical in your life you want to change. So you have to start somewhere and it's the same thing with healthy relationships and allowing God to restore relationships that mean so much to you that you love these people, and you just don't understand why the relationship just keeps deteriorating. And it's just like how, you don't understand how you've gained 100 pounds. Or you don't understand why your credit card bills are maxed out. It's, it's all about accepting and looking and admitting there's a problem and then starting that process to change. And so in order for God to restore these relationships, we must surrender. I know for me, I must surrender and I must do what I don't want to necessarily always do. And that is conflict, speaking up for myself and not fearing the abandonment because God is not about fear. And even though abandonment can come and a lot of times people will threaten it because I know that that's been a tactic of yours that you've done since I've hurt you as a young person. That And I did it to my own mother. I threatened. And these are unhealthy ways of communicating in a relationship. And so if the abandonment happens a couple times or the threat of abandonment, God reassures us to keep at it when we're struggling because in the end result will be his miracle. He will restore that relationship if we do not give up in time. And I truly believe that because we are living examples of that, Serena, because we have been through so much difficulty and so much pain and we still are going through it. I I tell, I tell I'll be telling the listeners forever that this is not an end-all thing. We are doing this podcast and and being there for other people to, to invite them into the process of healing, of God healing and restoring our relationship. It is by doing this, because we're being obedient, this was your calling and this was a calling for me too. It was a purpose that I had no idea of two years ago. I didn't even know a lot of things two years ago, not even a year ago. And it's just a brand new day. And I just, uh, I'm super grateful to be on this journey with you.
0: Thanks, Mama. Me too. And it's really wonderful that you feel so comfortable to come on and share. And even me, I was a really private person for so long. Never really wanted to share anything publicly. And the Lord just really put that on my heart. To and he started to build up my confidence but in him like this is his confidence and everything is just God and we're allowing him to work through us and it's just incredible all glory to him and thanks mama for sharing all of that because that fear of abandonment can really come in when you're trying to create a boundary and I think that really ca- is tied to that fear of rejection. Abandonment and rejection are, are very similar and they trigger that same part of us of not being accepted and not feeling loved. And those are just really, we all want love. We all want to be accepted. And in Christ, we have everything that we need. We have our identity rooted in him. And that's why it's so critical. Like There were so many other topics that I wanted to kind of share a little bit on and why we tend to not want to establish healthy boundaries, not even so much one. Of course, we want them. I mean, lack the ability or the confidence to execute them properly. And a lot of times it's because we are lacking confidence, but it's where are you getting your confidence from? And a really key part, mom, for I think why our relationship is been on a on a steady incline is because both of us have surrendered our lives over to the Lord and really are letting him work through us and you keep staying saying restoration a lot and we obviously love that word restoring the path podcast and it's just such a beautiful word in general and when we say we want we know that the Lord wants restored relationships yes of course he wants us to be he created us to be a specific way but we've fallen so far from his original design and restoration doesn't necessarily mean that the entire family is going to be reconciled and it's going to be this beautiful happy ending the lord can do anything and of course he can do that however the restoration has to start with you and in your own heart and allowing the lord to renew your mind and letting him engraft his word in you. And that comes from being immersed in the word and growing in the Lord. And as he starts to work on your own heart and how you respond and how you react in situations with your loved ones that are really difficult, that's where true restoration begins. Whether or not your family member or the boyfriend or girlfriend, best friend who's not walking with the Lord, whatever it might be, but the way that they start to see you change your actions and how you respond and how you don't react in certain situations like you used to and you start to respond the way that Christ does, that is how restoration really can start with that other person because they're going to see the change in you, in you and they're going to just wonder what's going on and if you're being a faithful Obedient servant to the Lord, you will tell that person where that is coming from. You're going to say, and then that's your segue. Enter gospel. Enter your testimony, and you can share all of that. Of course, if this person is very intimately connected with you, they might know a little bit more. However, every every dynamic and every conversation, every relationship that is going to see the intimate changes in you you'll have a different way of articulating how the Lord is working in your life.
1: Right, right. I see that. I just want, before we end, I do, I do want to bring up one more boundary that's uh, very important that I just thought of, which is um, for safety. Our physical boundaries of safety is where people will not be comfortable with touch or if people are violent and they um, hurt us physically. That is a boundary and should be a boundary for everyone. Nobody, God doesn't want us to be uh, physically like a doormat. He doesn't want us to hurt other people physically and he doesn't want us to be hurt physically. So there are situations in life where there are people that are more docile than others. There's people that have more, a bigger temper than others. And sometimes when our tempers flare and there's resentments and there's restoring that needs to be made in the relationship, people have get triggered with anger. And it could be years years and years of repressing or not dealing with that anger and not dealing with that relationship so they're not working on restoring at all they haven't asked God and so what ends up happening is over the period of years is people get angry their tempers flare and then they will start striking out physically whether they throw something at you whether they push shove squeeze punch Whatever the physical damage is, it's very, very important because I allowed it in the past with a relationship. I allowed physical abuse to go on at times. And today, I can honestly say that I don't allow it anymore. And it's very important to express our boundaries with a consequence when it comes to physical boundaries. Now, what can that consequence be? That's a good question. What do you think a good consequence would be, Serena?
0: I think everybody needs to evaluate that for themselves and the situation, of course. But if you're talking just physical violence, I mean, that obviously needs to be a zero tolerance policy personally. And that's a really complicated topic because there are people that stay in abusive relationships because, they've been mentally beaten down and they don't know how to say no and I know a lot of people who've never been in an abusive relationship tends to be the common response is well I don't get it I would just stand up and walk away and they don't understand that the person has been already mentally tormented and beaten down that they can't really walk away they become connected and codependent and Um, munch what are the other um not munchild syndrome is that one of them where someone is like fallen in love with the abuser almost Uh, it's called stockholm syndrome okay yeah and there's there's a lot of deeper elements there that can be a whole nother topic of conversation however it is really important that if you know somebody who is being physically abused that they're you know you can call authorities you can call helplines and please utilize that stuff and please help those friends or loved ones that are involved in that and just be there for them. But to your question, mom, what would a boundary look like that would be is to get up and you got to leave and you have to hard stop that and say that this cannot happen again at all. I have zero tolerance policy for this and really give a stern consequence and just uphold that consequence and sometimes there are boundaries you're going to have to set with people that are going to be to completely shut them out, to do a hard stop. But that needs to be something that you pray on and bring to the Lord. And he will reveal to you what you are to do with a specific person in your life. But, but at the same time, like really ask yourself an, a good way to kind of just check in on that is all right, make sure that there's not work that you can be doing as well um sometimes people can shut people out just because they don't want to avoid the conflict and they actually don't want to have hard conversations with people and I don't think that's a great way of boundary setting either however there is 100% a need to shut someone out of your life to protect yourself and your relationship especially with the lord so the lord has to come first he has to be your guidance and walk you through everything and neither my mom and I again we're just talking on experience we're using this podcast to share what we've been through how we have navigated it and how we've really submitted and let the Lord be the one to guide us through our hardships and he is the one that's really been doing the deep inner work that I no amount of stuff that I was doing in the new age with inner child healing and repressed like childhood traumas, uprooting that, like all of the, even the breath work and the meditation and silencing my mind and ignoring. And all of that feels really good for a little bit because you're numbing out and you're not, and you're detaching completely from those emotions. So of course you're going to feel good when you're meditating and afterwards, but the amount of peace that I feel now because I've let the Lord come in and work in those innermost parts of my life and really start to soften my heart towards the resentment that's been building up for so many years towards you mom and towards my dad and towards just how I grew up and the childhood that I didn't have and the youth that I lost so early like those are things that I've had to lay down at the foot of the cross and the Lord has redeemed my childlike faith in him and he's the father that is really loving me the way that I deserve to be loved
1: yes the father and you appreciate that even more when your biological real father who either birthed or you know gave you life (laughs) is now in the heavenly realms with God You really appreciate it that our Heavenly Father is the one that loves us, cares for us, has the relationship with us, and uh, there's nothing like it. So I just want to end with just saying that uh, we would love to know what are near and dear to our listeners' hearts. What are their struggles? So we can bring those topics into the light. It's very important to bring things into the light. And I think that's another really great thing about doing our podcast. Is we're bringing something, a struggle, to light. To the light. And when we bring things to light and we discuss them. And we acknowledge them. They don't have a grip on us anymore. And you'll hear me talk about that a lot. About the grip. That can come upon us in life and pull us down but today we are bringing things into the light we are choosing to bring boundaries into the light and we are choosing to to work
0: on them step by step one foot in front of the next little by little thank you everybody for listening to this episode as me and my mama discuss boundaries on restoring the path Please, if you liked this episode, share it with somebody that would also benefit from it. And please like, share, follow. If you are on Apple Podcasts, please write us a review and let us know what you thought about this particular episode or just the podcast in general. And you can find us on Instagram at Restoring the Path. We look forward to our next episode with you.